The thing about the Home and Auto Bundle from Progressive is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about the Home and Auto Bundle from Progressive. We don't even need the words the Home and Auto Bundle anymore to tell you that you could save big with the ring-tailed lemur from Progressive. Or that every hot peach cobbler comes with round-the-clock service and protection. And that's the thing about the goat with magic powers. You've heard a lot of ads about the sushi in Vancouver. See how much you could save with the Home and Auto Bundle. <clears throat> with the Shaman in the Jungle from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. HD Smartcast. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, this is Manjula Narayan, National Books Editor, Hindustan Times, and this is the Books and Authors podcast. It's a weekly podcast where I speak to authors who've got a new book out. Hi. So today I have with me Anirudh Bell. uh who's written a taste for trouble memories from another life hi anirudh hi manjula how are you i'm fine i'm fine so you know let's talk about this book should i just read a little bit from the flap so that the you know the listeners know what it's about yeah sure sure anirudh behel has spelt trouble for the establishment for as long as he can even remember As a boy of barely 15 he ran away from home all the way from Allahabad to Bombay returning a week later chastened and penniless but with valuable lessons learned As a journalist he transformed the definition and boundaries of reporting with the risks he took and the stories he chased down and he paid the price for it As a writer his first novel won him the international won him international recognition as well as the bad sex in fiction award handed to him by no less a personage than Stein As an entrepreneur he went against the grain in setting up an investigative news portal at a time when speaking truth to power was no longer on the agenda of media houses over the years this restless mischievous boy from a village in uttar pradesh has come to epitomize the rough and tumble of political journalism in new delhi what does such a man see and remember when he looks back of people incidents turning points the disappointments and the triumphs both personal and professional Some memories Bell says are better left buried but a taste for trouble brings together those that continue to keep anchored in the present and hopeful about the future. So Anirudh now that's like that's the flap but I'm going to jump at this little bit you know talk about um you know talk, let's let's start with the big the first big story you know the Tehelka story that happened way back in the turn of the century actually now when yeah. you think about it it seems like 20 such a years long... back nearly yeah 20 years yeah, back yeah, 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 yeah. You know? so talk about that and about the whole pressure that the whole you know that was the first time i think the public became aware or at least other journalists became aware that you could be in serious trouble if you were at you know the receiving end you know as a journalist so yes, talk about that's that. right talk about the case and you know you see we were naive in many ways and uh, we took on an establishment and we used hidden cameras at that time and the story uh, just so that people can recall was about uh, procurement and defense procedures and we managed to sell so to speak uh, uh, thermal uh, binoculars night vision equipment to the indian army yes and uh, with that in mind and and the story grew incrementally in value i mean it took us maybe 7 8 months to do it and every month it gained in value so it wasn't like uh, we ended up uh, immediately 
um, at the point where everybody saw the story hmm. uh, and uh, which you often do in print because you sometimes get a whole chunk of documents and you just land up at that place. So then what, what happened was that, uh, you know, we thought that there would be a backlash, but we didn't imagine the kind of backlash. You see, for the initial few days, uh, the BJP went about looking for the owners of the Tehelka platform. And when mm. they found out that these guys who have done the story are themselves the owners and they didn't know how to react. But to, for full two days, no, none of them went on TV, mm. you know. And when they did, uh, finally, uh, Arun Jaitley, the then law minister, figured out that the they should launch a commission of inquiry because there was a lot of demand for that. And the mm. Supreme Court fortunately gave a former Supreme Court justice who was uh, very, very sort of uh, impartial and fair. Hmm. And uh, but they introduced this uh, term in the reference uh, of the commission, which basically twisted around to mean investigate the platform which had done the story. Hmm. And uh, they just ran amok using the agencies and everything else. Uh, I mean, no story in independent India has been as much as examined as that story, every yes. inch of it. And the fact that they could finally get nothing in itself a credit to the story because we never, you see, in always some story, there's something or the other that we may have missed, but we missed nothing. And they, it led to the conviction of all these people. And mm. uh, they could find simply, and they went about this whole chase that we had, uh, the whole plan was to tank the stock markets with the story. And in fact, yeah. uh, further research showed that the stock markets, in fact, went up after the story. <laughs> so you know so it was a whole bizarre we were living in a kafkaesque world about who was coming after us we are branded all kinds of things and that possibly hardened uh, me at least and, okay. and and we came to know what the state can do and mm. uh, the various instruments available to a state uh, which mm. these days uh, a lot of uh, you know journalists are facing now and, and this is yes. an ugly face of state power Hmm. You know, and you mentioned, uh, I mean, I, in one of the chapters that, you know, India has always been a place where power, you know, can be misused and has been to silence people, you know, but this is the first time I think it was right out there in the open and everybody could see it, right? Yeah, I mean, there was a brief interlude during the emergency period where power hmm. was also misused. And of hmm. course, uh, yes, uh, in terms of the that they really went after the at least the media platform which did it. They not only went after the media platform, they went mm. after the ecosystem of the media platform, the investors who had put in the money. They went after, yes. uh, they, they scared away uh, other investors we were talking to. I mean, they really scared them away verbally and with with the sort of threats. Mm. And then we, we came to know, I mean, they would use the media also and we would know uh, who was gunning after us with what particular story. And that was itself a, uh, uh, a sort of insight into how they would be using the media and who are their people in the media and various papers. But, uh, you know, when, when I look back, it, it just seems like you guys had went through so much, you know, and uh, nobody, I mean, it was as if like the rest of media didn't say anything about it, right? We had support, not the kind of support that we would have liked. I mean, we should uh, remember that uh, 2001, 2, 3 and uh, uh, 4 leading up to 4 wasn't really, there was no Facebook, there was no Twitter. Yes. Uh, I sometimes shudder, shudder to think what would have happened in those daily hearings if social media had been around. 
and uh, how they would have spun the story and how we would have tried to counter it would have been a daily circus you know yes. as it yeah. as it is it was a daily circus lawyer i mean i, I was on the stand for nearly a month examined mm-hmm. by about 40 lawyers i mean mm-hmm. no story has been cross examined so many times and not only me there was matthew samuel on the stand there was tarun on the stand there were others on the stand mm-hmm. Hmm. and uh, we kept answering bizarre questions and the government and the lawyers of the government of india never questioned uh, uh, the people on the tapes at all not even once not even one question so it was all targeted at us and hmm. uh, so finally the whole inquiry was scuttled when there was a change in government and hmm. uh, the agencies finally got into the act the cbi etc i mean we were called by the income tax department and to ask uh, i mean I, i remember a question that came to me whether uh, uh, we had deducted tds on the monies that the people had taken from us so there was like these bizarre things that were happening and and at that time there was no i, I mean there was no solidarity among journalists there was no journalists coming and sitting in the vigyan bhavan as our questioning oh. was going on I mean now we have a bit of that and people expect other journalists to turn up in solidarity but we have none of that for many years I mean it was mm-hmm. all a solo battle that we faced and uh, our friends were our lawyers basically some of them classmates uh, some mm-hmm. of them new friends and and who turned out to be really good I mean as a community if anybody supported us it's the lawyers okay Okay, but that's true. Even now, I mean, the lawyers seem to be the ones who are doing most of the stuff. You know. Yeah, I uh, mean, a whole big chunk of them are really publicly spirited, and all mm-hmm. hats off to them. And uh, uh, but things are changing even there, where you have uh, groups of lawyers who are now loyal to the regime, so to speak, any regime. Mm-hmm. I mean, I won't take mm-hmm. names here. And uh, the kind of ugly spectacle that you see fighting out in the bar associations and all that is uh, mm-hmm. wasn't there earlier. Hmm. Do you think it's because of uh, you know the arrival of social media has changed a lot, right? Yeah, I think it has altered the dynamics between institutions. Hmm. People uh, want to get some traction. Maybe they they feel their careers need some traction, and uh, maybe the particular cases they might be doing, they feel that the clients uh, want some traction out there and. things have changed a lot and uh, mm-hmm. uh, earlier there would be this whole bunch of lawyers who would not say anything at all in public they saying our work mm-hmm. is in the court whatever we say will be in the court room but yeah. now there's a lot of agitating going around outside the courts as well some of the things like me when you say kafkaesque you know all all these uh, thing sometimes i wonder uh, you know some of the letters you said even the mp where, where the mps are uh, caught up in uh, scandals corruption scandals how did they fall for these things you know that cobra post did later how did it's so patently clear <laughs> that you know no, these no, things no. are that's no no that's that that's in perception and that's in hindsight when you go about you go about in some of the stories where we use in cameras we go about with really really plausible identities we work a lot on i mean we used to work a lot on these stories and how to be plausible and how to set up in 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 the story where cash for questions uh, operation duryodhan yes. which we did in partnership with astak it was yes. basically uh, mp's asking uh, questions in the indian parliament for uh, money and uh, and we went about giving them all kinds of nonsense questions just for the heck of it i mean questions from based on cash 22 i mean that was me out there oh 
but apart from that uh, i mean that was just to show that they weren't, weren't even reading the questions sometimes and just tabling yes. them yeah that comes very clearly yes and uh, so so the greed also plays a big role and also the way you mm. come across and and what kind of identity you pick up and you know so it's not just they are not that gullible uh, so mm. to speak and also in this case it was the middlemen taking us to them so we had okay. prior information about the i mean we people think that we do a lot of fishing but our stories are not fishing at all it is it is a whole bunch of uh, people who come and tell us that this is happening and then uh, the middlemen themselves take us to these people who are indulging in these acts hmm. so we 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 don't violate we don't pick up our telephone directory and say ingi pingi pingi let's go here no of course not yeah i just found the, the things that you quoted maybe they didn't even read them because you're coming through a middleman you know the questions were all in front of them i made it a point to read those questions in front of them sometimes that they would uh, you know but they were not re- it was just registering maybe you know none of them were like literary types reading books <laughs> or that so perhaps that was the thing uh, so how come you you know now going from from journalism we'll return to it how come you went into that interlude that's the first time i met you when i when i was in tehelka and i interviewed you for that tony b thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i read that section and i started laughing again about uh, about that character how come you never you know i mean it it was before its time i think so talk about that you know it was I, actually i wanted to do a movie the movie's title was uh, uh, something like uh, the pakistani spy come to india to make the joke about india something like that and mm. i i was preparing my skills uh, by doing these interviews <laughs> and uh, fortunately star took it i'm channel we took it on and uh, so i was improving my interviewing skills and to play in, in character and uh, you know the more pompous the person uh, the yeah. easier it is to do them actually yeah. and uh, it, it 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 was a lot of fun while we did it it was real fun at, and and a lot of Uh, episodes didn't uh, didn't really make it uh, make the cut because they were scared of the political episodes yeah uh, like we, we live in india not in the uk where they would first go for the political thing yeah and uh, so a, a lot of interviews with political people they just didn't yeah <laughs> which would have been real fun actually yeah the really serious ones which have implications right they they kind yeah. of just stuck to the celebs the yeah the... that's right that's right yeah so uh, i mean i wish you could do that now i don't know whether you can do it now again i mean it's even more difficult i guess now well yeah you could but then all these you know camera crew this and that is all logistics and cost involved and it's difficult yeah. to find backers these days so yeah. so the movie never happened because the oh. movie was that and and uh, and my skills rusted the way all the skills of all the investigative journalists in india are rusting hmm let's talk about that you know about first of all you know your book kind of reminded me of the death really of even magazine magazines you know at I, i mean 20 years ago that scene was like really vital and now it seems kind of dead you know yeah the magazine the circulation has gone down i mean whatever they are claiming is obviously not the real figure of the print run and uh, yeah 
magazines used to be so vibrant and i think they haven't figured out where they figure in the cycle in a cycle which is 24/7 yeah and uh, ev- every second there is a tweet and there are thousands of tweets and h- how do you remain relevant in a in a in a weekly cycle so there has to be a online presence and a physical presence so i mm. think the online presence has to be as vibrant as a 24/7 presence yeah and the we- weekly presence which you come out once a week with those stories has to be really really exclusive Hmm. you know otherwise you you uh, you exclusive at least for a few hours and yes. and 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 they could not retain that edge because if you want that exclusivity then you have to spend on reporting you have to spend on quality reporters who yes. dig up stuff for you and they all yes. stop doing that and so we hmm. can't really complain about uh, the magazine at decay because they didn't invest in the reporting actually and mm. if you don't invest in the reporting you can't really reinvent yourself and you can't reinvent yourself you can't do exclusive stories you can't break stories there was a time when both india today and outlook used to break stories i mean yes. even even your regular news cycle i mean i remember india today having the photograph of the pokhran explosion mm. you know you know stuff yeah. like that where it was not available anymore so as i said but then the 24/7 cycle has come and whether you 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 did then I mean, to be relevant, you have to have really, really exclusive stuff, and that means that you have to spend a lot on reporting, and that stopped happening actually. Yeah. Talk about investigative. Like, what do you think is the future of investigative journalism in India? Really, you know, as somebody who's who was in the thick of it. I am very sort of pessimistic about the immediate future. and mm. uh, i feel that uh, a lot of these middle rung journalists you know across all media platforms who keep complaining to me that nobody is carrying stories what do we do mm. and uh, you see uh, earlier some platforms were not doing it and you could always pass the story on to please your source to another journalist friend in another media platform and mm. these favors were exchanged but that has even stopped because nobody is doing it everybody is scared of whoever i mean i won't take names here and if they are scared of whoever and uh, they don't want to and the owners meddle a lot and the owners have their own equations with the you know establishment so in those scenarios nothing really uh, will go in which will displease the regime so to speak and to me the only option is to have a lot of non profits in and uh, like in north america there are nearly 300 uh, non profit investigative media platforms based out of universities and funded by foundations etc and but that is not the case in india in india there's hardly a handful i mean cobra post was the first one probably and then obviously the wire and, and a few others boom is there mm. so new india spend is there mm. uh, and uh, some of them have made a mark in content others no uh, but mm. uh, there is no philanthropy in india which can support as of now investigative non profit investigative journalism on a large scale they don't even understand see the value in there i'm mean, not traditional mm-hmm. philanthropy has been basically been temples and hospitals which is good which should be there mm-hmm. but they should understand that uh, uh, you know if if uh, the uh, corporate world has to understand that if their prosperity is based on rule of law then they have to invest in rule of law they have to invest mm. in think tanks they have to invest in literary festivals they have to invest in ideas they have to mm. invest uh, vigorously in the very fact of uh, speaking truth to power otherwise mm. their own prosperity could could be in danger you know 
mm. even now and in in the years to come mm. but speaking truth to power is possible really only when the general you know environment is also conducive right Yes, the institutions have to kick in, and the institutions have to give you confidence. The judiciary has to give you confidence that they will have your back against the executive, which largely mm-hmm. was the case when we broke the Thelka story in in the yes. early two thousands, and uh, the judiciary mm-hmm. did have our back. And mm-hmm. uh, so the journalists have to be confident that uh, uh, that the judiciary will again have their back. The institutions have to take the story forward. If the institutions, I mean, there are a lot of institutions uh, it could be the police it could be the you know it could be the investigative agencies it could be the cag it could be a lot of other institutions that are around which uh, have to kick in after that it is i mean these stories never happen in isolation there's always a repercussion hmm this idea that sting operations are somehow uh, illicit you know talk about that you see that that's a very lazy journalism it's all been done if the supreme court has passed judgment on it who are you and me to say that it is it, it is uh, sort of illicit it is not it is it is uh, it is a lot of hard work it is mm. uh, it, it is how you use uh, i mean it is the way it's a doctor using a scalpel if if you mm. if you the hidden camera can be used very dangerously and if you use it for voyeuristic purposes then obviously there is a no go area if you our stories mm. have always been so manifestly in the public interest mm. uh, whether it whether it is babies being sold whether it is mps asking for cash whether it is defense mm. scams whether it is uh, exploring the ramjan bhumi uh, you know all the accused there whether it is going after the ranveer sena so mm. it is it is how you use it and uh, if there are some people who are doing lazy stuff with hidden cameras then uh, obviously people will not like it and uh, they should be uh, you know told not to do so and uh, but by and large i think lot of, even the mainstream has done a lot of good work with hidden cameras and uh, because after tehelka they understood the value of it and what happens is that You see, sometimes the stories that you do, the burden of proof is so high that you cannot go with the he said, she said kind of defense. Yes, you know, mm-hmm. you you and in the absence of any he said, she said, you fall back is always a, a recording. Mm-hmm. And in the age, in a multimedia age, then that recording becomes valuable. Please understand yes. the economic uh, sort of um, ecosystem that you could create out of it. Hmm. So it, it's 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 uh, it, if your multimedia platforms had not been there, if TV had not been there, then you would possibly never hear the. I mean, I could do a story today of each of the investigations that we have done and do it in print. and you wouldn't even know and just mentions an undercover you wouldn't even see the video recording because that is to be used in courts if something happens right it is just that the channels exist and there is economic potential out of the burden of proof and if there is economic potential out of the burden of proof which is totally legal then why not hmm. you know so i think a, a lot of resentment also stems from the fact that a lot of these stories were talked about i'm not saying that all these stories were talked about Yes. You know, there are good stories and there are bad stories. So one should always look at the story and not look at uh, you know you should see whether it is in public interest whether that was mm. the only way we could have done it and th- mm. there's none of the stories that we have done with hidden cameras anybody would come up to me and say that you could have done it any other way except using hidden cameras. Hmm. 
That's Anirudh Behel, editor-in-chief of Cobra Post and the author of A Taste for Trouble, Memories from Another Time. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. You are powerful. You're a warrior who bathes in your enemy's tears. Then you step out of that refreshing tear bath and into a bathrobe that somehow looks good on you. Yeah, you can pull off a robe. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better when you save money for driving safely with Snapshot from Progressive. Mmm, savings you can use to buy more robes. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents.